in the end, like when you aren't taking action because you're worried about what people think about it, that's when you are harming your potential to do something that could grow you in ways that you never even imagined. Welcome to the Emotional Intelligence Podcast, a podcast where we explore the intersection of emotional intelligence and leadership. And whether you're a seasoned executive or just starting out in your leadership journey, we're going to share practical tips, inspiring stories, and expert insights to help you develop your emotional intelligence and achieve your goals. So sit back, relax, and get ready to take your leadership skills to the next level. I'm Ismail. And I'm Samir. Today, we're going to talk about something that has afflicted both Samir and I, and that is specifically the fear of other people's opinions. And I, for one, can say that it has had a huge impact on my life personally. Samir, I know that we've talked about this and uh, you know we've shared our own stories throughout our life from childhood up until you know very recently, and, and it's changed how we do things on a day-to-day basis. Even this podcast has kind of come uh, from or experienced the fear of other people's opinions. Yeah. And just a baseline uh, for the uh, listeners out there, uh, the definition that we're going to use or, or we're going to reflect on is the fear of other people, uh, other people's opinions is the fear of being judged by others it being a type of social anxiety that can make people change their behavior or decisions or just how they express themselves just because they're f- afraid of being judged. Yeah. And so for short, you'll hear the term FOPO being thrown out, FOPO. fear of other people's opinions, similar to FOMO, fear of missing out. It's like kind of a term that's become pretty popular and, and slangy of sorts. FOPO is something that Ismail and I talk about a lot and we're like, hey, why don't we do an episode on this? You know, we're not going to, we've had several very lengthy discussions on the topic <laughs> of FOPO and we might not be able to cover it all today, but we'll do an episode today, maybe another one in the future, hopefully. But yeah, I think FOPO or fear of people's opinions can profoundly impact an individual, mm-hmm. particularly their potential, right? If they're not going yeah. after their aspirations, their hopes, their goals, their dreams, and they're being thwarted by the fear of what people will say and what people will think. And what studies have found is that those with low self-esteem or individuals that did not feel a tremendous amount or even a normal amount of emotional support growing up, they mm-hmm. struggle way more with FOPO than the average individual, which mm. I think that if many people reflected upon their own life and they truly boiled it down to how much is their actions affected by fear of other people's opinions of them and became super introspective about that, they would find that it has a large influence on them. And so Mm -hmm. there's EQ techniques that we can develop. There's EQ techniques that we can implement that can help one overcome those challenges. And so we'll touch on that also today. So overall, I think our plan for today's episode is to introduce the topic of FOPO, talk really about how it's impacted Ismail and I, what are some of those consequences, those negative impacts, but then also like talk to you guys about how, how we overcame this huge problem for us because this podcast 
is a testament to our ability to overcome those fears. Something Indeed. that we put off for a very long time, uh, introducing this podcast to the world out of fear of other people's opinions. And so, you know, that's what we're anticipating to discuss in today's up. Yeah. And I mean, I can uh, very easily say that it's not this particular podcast, but podcasting for me was like 10 or 12 years in the making. Mm -hmm. And finally having uh, a partner to do it with certainly has helped that. And we'll talk about how uh, having support can really help with uh, overcoming your fear of people's other people's opinions. Yeah. And particularly in today's modern society, right? Where we're being in order to make it in a space like podcasting, in order to make it in the corporate world where, you know, you have to have a LinkedIn page where you have to post for relevancy, where you have to be sharing and sharing and sharing to gain clout and gain followers and gain the ability to influence digitally. Putting yourself out there can be extremely scary. I would say for me, that was probably the hardest thing for me to have the, um, I know Ismail was like, uh, dude, just put the videos up of the podcast. I was like, not yet, not yet. Like, <laughs> let's just wait. Let's just wait. Cause I just wasn't ready for people to see my face. And, uh, and I don't know why I really, I mean, I know why I was, I was afraid of what they would, of what judgments they would pass mm -hmm. about, um, you know, if I, I felt like it would become, you know, uh, a, a voice behind a microphone and if right. I kind of felt like I was uh, able to hide a bit more and putting my face yeah. out there was really exposing me. Uh, so that, mm. you know, those were some of the thoughts that went through my head and, and, you know, social media has had such a huge impact on uh, how we converse with one another, how we mm -hmm. put our image out into the universe. And then the constant feedback loop that we expect from from social media and the detrimental impact that could have in a both positive and negative way where yeah. we're not receiving the uh, the credit or the kudos that we want in in the public sphere or the opposite where people aren't uh, uh, or they are and then you just start to crave that that emotion. Correct. Response. It's an addiction. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting because I personally can give advice. I can talk to other people and be like, look, you do not need to worry about what other people think. Don't do it. Yeah. We've talked about this. Uh, but when it comes to myself, it's very different. I, I will judge myself. I'll, I will fear those things. And it's easy, you know, uh, those who can't do teach sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, while, while I'm very guilty of that, I do fundamentally believe that you just shouldn't or can't worry about what other people think of you. Mostly because I would say that there's a very high likelihood that the thoughts in your mind on what's going on in those other people's minds are wrong. Mm -hmm. Or I mean, they're, they're not, they're not thinking about you. Yeah. They're so busy worried about oh, yeah. th themselves that why would, why would they be thinking about you? And uh, I do see that a lot, obviously in social media, because you only see the perfect part of people's lives in social media. Right. And, and I'm not knocking social media. We're going to, we use it. Mm -hmm. We need it. We need it for the purposes of this podcast for, for many other things. Uh, but it does have, we'll say a dark side to it. Absolutely. But Esmael, one of the things that's important to understand is that from an evolutionary component, human beings have, they, they crave social acceptance and it, and it was like a survival mm -hmm. technique for the very first humans who found mates or tribes so that they could survive and being shunned by the tribe or not being liked by the tribe mm -hmm. could potentially lead to death. Right. So 
it's a natural response for human beings to want acceptance and they want people to like them and they want to be mm-hmm. part of a group of people. At work, we should care about what people think. But if mm-hmm. you're putting in your 100% effort and you are being, you know, most employees or most work uh, individuals at work are staying mm-hmm. within the guardrails. They are, sure. you know, putting in maximum effort. Uh, and staying within the description of their job and their scope of work and what their boss wants. And if you're maximizing effort in that space and things are not going perfectly, you got to be okay with people giving their opinions on what is happening without feeling like any feedback or any thoughts against what you're doing are going to lead to them not liking you or not thinking you're good. Because There is a space there. It's not so black and white. There is a gray area for you to operate that Mm -hmm. we completely dismiss in our minds. Yeah. I mean, if we, I think there is, let's make some assumptions here. And I think everyone needs to make some of these assumptions for the world to work. And it does. But if, if people have good intentions, then you, them saying something to you like, Hey, you know, you could have handled that meeting a little differently or those don't those don't have detrimental impacts on your career. Yeah. Right. They're actually there to help. Yeah. That's how you grow. That's how you, you know, strengthen your performance. And sure. And people generally have a good radar gauge for like, Oh yeah, that person's genuine versus not sure. But also there are a group of people I've experienced them where they care about every single meeting, every single sentence, every single email. What will other people think of this? Will that impact, impact me? They're like, you know, I need to get my bonus. I need to get, and, it yeah. drives me crazy <laughs> because you spend so much time worrying about what other people think yeah. and the quality of your work is being affected. Sure. Right? And like if they just took a chill pill. Yeah. So so like 90s. But <laughs> chill if pill. they just re- <laughs> if they just relaxed, yeah. they could really really shine. Yeah. I feel like you're describing me like two or three years no, ago. Oh no, that was not my intention. <laughs> but no, I mean, you, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. We've all seen folks like that at work. Uh, but I, I guess one thing that I want to reflect on is if if people at home are listening to this and they're like, I don't really know if I care a lot about what other people think because for me it was a defining quality for many years of my life, mm-hmm. and I was very aware of it but like what are some of those signs that people can think about and and say like hey like i think i have this issue and i'm not even realizing it because it might be them on more of like the lighter side of the spectrum when it comes to this problem it's a great question i mean i think right right i mean from my perspective i think if you are even modifying any of your behaviors because of something that someone said and I'm talking about drastic behavior. Like someone, uh, yeah. someone says, Oh, I don't like the clothes that you're, or, or that's not even that. Let, let me take that back. If they're like, Oh, that's an interesting selection of sweater. Okay. <laughs> what on earth, first of all, what on earth does that mean? Yeah, yeah. But immediately if someone's like, Oh, well they might not like my sweater. I'm not going to wear that to yeah. me. Perfect sign of FOPO right there. Yeah. Yeah. Or I think being too much of a yes, yes person, right? Yeah, uh, you, yeah. you rarely are able to say no or set those boundaries uh, where 
people, you feel like you just have to constantly appease, appease, appease. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll do that. Yes, I can do that. Even if you're go back to your office or your desk or, and you're just kind of cursing yourself out and like <laughs> pounding your fist against <laughs> your desk. Uh, that's another sign, right? Because in the end it's, you might be telling yourself like, I'm doing this because I'm a very loyal and very devout mm. and very dedicated employee. That's kind of that surface narrative, but underneath it, there is another layer of, I don't want my boss to think I don't care. I don't want them to think yeah. they don't that I don't agree. And that's when it gets a little bit dangerous, you know, because mm-hmm. you don't need, uh, you don't, need to agree with your boss. You don't need to constantly prove to them that they care for you to be a dedicated, loyal, hard worker. And that's one of the switches that I needed to flip at at certain stages in my career. Can can I tell you, as you were saying that, uh, I took a different approach for for the same problem. Mine came out in, in different ways for the same issue. Mine was always defending my position, but I did it really poorly. I was very like uh, uh, argumentative. Mm. I was always trying to prove my point. And I feel like that is also bad because what you're trying to do, what I was trying to do is like prove that person wrong and why I'm right. And that wasn't, it was not very helpful. And I bring that up because uh, people started bringing that up to me mm-hmm. as feedback. And I, I I love feedback. I really do genuinely. Uh, I can take people's, I can first of all process people's um, feedback and say, yeah, this is valid, this is not. But I do enjoy feedback. And when I started seeing that and being very conscious of it, uh, they were right. They were right. Mm-hmm. I was really just, it was my own lack of confidence that made me do that. And so that was one of the switches that I had to make. And I'll tell you, the minute that people I, – I, I changed that approach and people would disagree with me or come up with a different idea, and I would respond with things like, oh, that's interesting, or hey, good point, let me think about that, or let's talk about that mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. my entire like just personality and comfort level and enjoyment level at work changed. Wow. I was happy to be there. I was, I, I, I wasn't always like worried or concerned or annoyed. I wasn't annoyed all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was just because people have different opinions and you should, you should surround yourself, not with yes people. Going back at just one, one step in our conversation and talking about like the roots of it. I, I don't want to blame parents. I don't want to say like, Oh, our parents are a problem. Yeah. Um, but you know, with the information that they, they had and they, their, their experience, they just did the best that they could. And they were trying to avoid us from being in difficult situations and having hardships. And that also caused us to kind of always want to follow. And there's also a cultural element to sure. it. And I do think that segues for me, for me, very much so into work because it was, well, um, I'm supposed to go to university or college, get a degree, get a good job, um, get married, have a house, et cetera, et cetera. And those were the things that were on the line. Those were the things that were of value to my parents and that I thought I needed to achieve to be successful. And so it came out in work. And that, that's the connection that I wanted to make. It really came out in work. I was like, I'm defending my my values, which I got from my parents about needing to have a be successful at work and, and get a house with a white picket fence. Yeah, that's so interesting. That's so interesting. Yeah, I think there's there's 
we bring it up all the time in different episodes, but like that connection between your childhood and how it plays out at work. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's an excellent point there. It's you felt like the, the, the weight of their expectations on your shoulders and you had to bulldoze your way to success, no matter how it happened, whether it happened through just convincing people that you're always right, or you flipped a switch and you did it a different way. And it, Mm -hmm. I think it served you much better and the way that you described it. So no, a hundred percent. And one other thing that I was thinking about, and this is something too, that again, a, a switch that I needed to flip was my need to, mm-hmm. and you brought this up with an example earlier that, that need to be a perfectionist. And, yes. you know, at, at some point you need, you know, you have to just be okay with putting something out there that's not perfect and taking the feedback and letting people have their opinions because you, And I learned this mostly through the podcast, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you remember the early stages of our develop, our development of this podcast, the idea and our first, uh, our first productions and how they went out, um, and how we released them. Like I was obsessed with perfection because (laughs) my thought was, you know, this podcast and how we present it will dictate its success on day Mm -hmm. one. So the graphics need to be perfect. The sound quality needs to be perfect. The music needs to be perfect. The online social media uh, promotion needs to be perfect. And I was trying to appease every single type of person that could be Mm. listening to our podcast, from my family to my friends, to perfect strangers, to coworkers, to people that I've never met I wanted to make sure that this podcast, they could listen to it or look at it or see something related to it and think, wow, this is really interesting and really good. I realized after, you know, weeks of of killing myself over it that I'll never make everybody mm-hmm. like it. I'll never be able to capture the uh, the interest of every single person. And that, but that, per, at first, I think I was trying to be a perfectionist because I was like, I really care about this thing. I have a ton of pride in the product. But in the end, you know, what I was really doing was saying, I want, I am scared of what people are going to say about it. And that fear was what was driving that perfectionism, Mm -hmm. you know, and, Mm -hmm. and when I let that fear go and I said, I'm okay with people hating this thing. I'm I'm okay with people listening to this podcast and never listening to it again. (laughs) Again, Um, And full disclosure, Ismail, you look at our our statistics, there's a lot of people that listened to our first episode and didn't come back, you know? And at first I was like, man, that hurts. But now I'm like, (laughs) hey, you know, that's what it is. And so that initially it was that fear of people's opinion that drove a lot of my actions around the podcast. Mm. And now, like, as I've let that go, like, I just feel so much lighter. I'm enjoying it so much more. And, you know, I'm appreciating every bit of the process and growing it organically with the people that want to stay with us, with the people that like our product, that that like to listen to what we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, it can be very liberating. But yeah, I mean, and, and this is actually so you know, my, my experience or my process, I, I would say that you and I were coming from opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. and we met in the middle. So yeah. this is where Samir and I kind of uh, differ, right? We, we agree on a whole bunch of stuff, fundamentals and principles. We agree on approach and execution. We, uh, we, um, we debate and then we find a common ground. Right. Yeah. But I was like, dude, just record it 
and publish record <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> publish it doesn't matter what people yeah. think yeah, just yeah. who cares if it's garbage yeah. let's just get it out there yeah and there is a cohort of people that would be like yeah you should do that and then there's yeah. a cohort of people that are like no 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 get it perfect yep and then put it out there and, and people people will love it yeah. and we landed in the middle we and landed we're, in the middle. and we're constantly doing but how many every- times during the process of the podcast or even when i talk to you about work stuff like yeah. you're, you know, you're a little bit older than I am. And mm-hmm. like, you would tell me like, man, you remind me of me five <laughs> years ago. Like, yes. and I'll, I'll bring a work problem to you and you'll say something like, dude, like I used to be just like you man. Mm-hmm. just don't mm-hmm. care. Like, just don't care. And so I think that that is where, uh, the podcast where like you helped me a lot in, in, in trying to get over this fear. So I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And, and and I was going to say, I was also going to say like uh, the benefit of you wanting to have things perfect, mm-hmm. it made me think about things a lot more that I normally wouldn't have thought about. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is why it works. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I was, I was just going to say like, I have mentors. I have people who are older than me who are saying the same thing to me that I was yeah, saying yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, and it's yeah. really, and that's why you have mentors. Sure. Uh, and, and people to, to balance it things off of and you should always have and it helps with your fear of, of other people's opinions when you have people who you can bounce some ideas off of and they can give you some motivation and emotional support sure. for uh for those situations yeah right but in the um, end before we wrap up the negative impact of fopo i, I do mm-hmm, want to make mm-hmm. one really kind of overarching point in the end all of these different things the to me the biggest negative impact is mm-hmm. it harms your potential you know, it, yeah. in the end, like when you aren't taking action because you're worried about what people think about it, that's when you are harming your potential to do something mm-hmm. that could grow you in ways that you never even imagined, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so overcoming it, then the motivation to overcome it should, for each of us, should be a really important thing that we should focus on moving toward because- yeah we don't know what we're leaving on the table, what things we're not accomplishing or going after because we're just scared about what people think about, what people will think about us. Totally. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We hope you're enjoying the episode so far. If you want to stay updated on all the latest content and behind the scenes action, be sure to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and several other places by using the link in the show notes. And if it's not too much trouble, we'd love for you to leave a review and share this episode with some of your friends. Your support means everything to us, and we can't wait to connect with you online. Now, let's get back to the show. We talked a lot about what FOPO is. We talked a lot about how do you recognize if you're Mm -hmm. being afflicted by this issue? What are some ways that we can recommend, that you can recommend a smile for people to Mm -hmm. overcome this? And uh, I think emotional intelligence does come into play here. Sure. I mean, I, uh, considering it's an EQ podcast, uh, <laughs> let's, let's lead with some of the EQ reasons. I mean, I think personally, number one is just, can you stop, take a moment and check yourself? So mm-hmm. self-awareness. self-awareness, are you aware that you're doing these types of things? Are there certain situations and interactions that might trigger this response uh, of you fearing other people's opinions. And and if you can identify some of those triggers, mm-hmm. I would say that is a good step number one. Right? Yeah. And 
we have four sort of main, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll reiterate the four main foundations of, um, emotional intelligence is self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. And you and I, we, we really, I think, um, start at the self-awareness part. And I think this is mm-hmm. a great place for that. Yeah. And a lot of just positive affirmation. I think that mm-hmm. you are good enough give yourself grace in the areas that you're still struggling and you're trying to learn. We did an episode on the growth mindset, right? Telling yourself like, Hey, I might not, I'm not good at this, but adding the word yet at the end, right? Uh, Yeah. I am really nervous to give this presentation at work because I am not a good public speaker. I get really nervous in front of people. That might be something that affects you. And uh, you you might be bogged down in what people are going to think about it, but having that growth mindset to tell yourself like, look, I'm not good at public speaking yet. I might mm-hmm. not be perfect at it, but I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to do my best and mm-hmm. and understand that like and take pride in the journey of growing in that particular area and not letting the fear of what people will say or think about you be what uh, stops you from even trying. Holds you back. You know? Yeah, you know, um, I was actually sending a link to the book. Uh, mindset growth mindset mm-hmm. um to a friend and uh this is from amazon i was sending the link from amazon and i and underneath that it was a children's book uh-huh. and it was i can't do that dot 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 yet ah. and so it's quite fitting for yeah. this conversation i literally <laughs> sent it to them this morning and i yeah. saw that and i i agree i think if you could you should end every say maybe negative um statement that you have with yet or something that's not you know i i, I think that's uh, crucial. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, one of my favorite quotes. It's from uh, like a motivation, motivational speaker, author. He's, mm-hmm. he's died. David Schwartz. Pretty, everybody mm-hmm. has heard of David Schwartz. Very famous. And one of his uh, quotes always sticks with me. And he says, do what you fear and fear disappears. It's one of his yeah. most famous quotes. And I think that in, in this realm, that is such a relevant uh, quote in, in the topic mm-hmm. of FOPO, right? You're whatever you're fearing, the opinions of others do it, overcome it, do what you fear and fear disappears. And being honest with yourself, I think tying back a bit to self, self-awareness, like having mm-hmm. that reflection and becoming super introspective on like, what is the true root cause of my action or inaction? Mm-hmm. We talked about earlier uh, at work when, um, you know, we're, you're struggling, uh, you don't, you you're like, I want to show my boss that I'm loyal and dedicated, but really what you're, what you're struggling with is I don't want my boss to not like me and <laughs> like being able to, uh, flip your perspective or the lens that you're looking at your actions to really recognize, like, am I doing this for the reason that I'm telling myself or am I really doing it? Cause I'm just afraid of what this person's going to think or what this person is going to judge me on. And, and you know, another element of uh, emotional intelligence that can help with the fear of other people's opinions or the situation is your ability to reframe a situation. This falls mm-hmm. under the self-management category, right? Sure. People are going to say what they're going to say mm-hmm. and whether they have good intentions, bad intentions, whether they meant it to be negative, it doesn't matter. Right. Mm-hmm. But how you process that information and you, if someone says, uh, something negative. It's a, if it's negative or constructive feedback, why can't you reframe that? Or let me just, let me rephrase that. You should reframe that and saying like, oh, okay, there's something to learn here. Mm-hmm. There's an opportunity for growth. And I think, uh, if you, if you are able, there are something to learn in every failure and something to learn in every piece of negative feedback, no matter mm-hmm. what. Yeah, yeah. And 
Yeah, and taking it a sounds moment. like that's something you did in your career. That's, it sounds exactly what you mentioned earlier about how you started to accept feedback and reframe the way that you looked at it from becoming defensive totally. to using it constructively. So, totally. No, I completely agree with you there. Uh, touching a bit then on social awareness too, mm -hmm. right? Understanding the perspectives and intentions of the person that's that's talking to you or yeah. telling you something or the way they might be looking at you or ju or judging you from your perspective understand their perspective right yeah. and, and try to gain um understanding that hey my boss they might have uh been a little skeptical of my presentation because they now need to go and give that same presentation to their boss and mm -hmm. that look they gave me uh that disconcerting look it could be them just pondering how they're going to put that in their own so words true. and not them looking at you like, look at this idiot. What, <laughs> what, is, what are they talking about? So understanding things from other people's perspective, it's, yeah. it's hugely important. And I have to do that to myself all the time. You know, I get it. I get an email and it's it's it looks like it's uh, attacking me per se, mm -hmm. you know, and I might. I might be like, oh man, this person really doesn't like me. And then I think about it, I'm like, huh, um, I'm going to understand this from their perspective. They're under a lot of pressure. They need to hit yep. this deadline. It's not me. It's the situation. So I'm not going to put that on myself, you know? 100%. Yeah. And uh, I always I always take this approach uh, is anyone, anyone, and anything anyone says to me, I'm going to take it from a position of positive intent. I start from there and then I can branch out and make decisions. I can... Uh, assess and um, investigate to mm. come to a conclusion of whether it was positive intent or not. Right? I love that. That's great. Yeah. I'm gonna and, I'm gonna write that on my hand. Positive intent. Uh, yeah. Another <laughs> uh, another thing that, and this is actually something that I need to practice more, and I will always have to practice it. And this is under relationship management, and that's the uh, ability to have assertive communication. Mm -hmm. But being and being able to express yourself uh, and your feelings with respect, you mm -hmm. know, honesty and respect. And mm -hmm. this is something that I had to do. This is again my earlier example. I was just j jumping on people and you know mm -hmm. trying to attack them. And really, there I could convey the same message and do it respectfully and still achieve the same goal. Um, and that's where. Uh, that's where relationship management comes in in another place. And I think you and I have this, which is emotional support or supportive relationships mm. where you can bounce ideas off someone who you trust yeah. and you feel really comfortable with and whose feedback you respect. Mm -hmm. And chances are nine, nine times out of 10, whatever they say is going to be is feet negative or not is going to come out in a way of support. Yes. Finding that short list of people that truly genuinely understand you can empathize with you but also give you the real deal the real on deal. on on how your actions are affecting those around you is really valuable and i think that's a homework assignment that people can take from this is identifying that short list of people because we all have them and uh you know it shouldn't be a long list it should only be maybe i think Brene brown said they should fit on one index card all yeah. of the people that you can talk to to get genuine feedback. So, mm. um, yeah, that's great. I love yeah. that list. I think that's a lot of really, really helpful ways for people to overcome FOPO. What's great about this episode as we wrap up is that 
it reinvigorated and reminded me of so many areas that I have improved and can still improve. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate the conversation yeah, that we had. Man. Yeah. And, and I think there's, you know, we're always learning and we're always working on ourselves and that is a great thing. Yes. And I feel like a, we just, you know, we shouldn't have to worry about what other people think, even yeah. though there is a time and a place for it. Um, and just as a recap, you know, we talked about what the definition of, of FOPO is. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, if it's not a mainstream term yet, you and I will make it a mainstream term, <laughs> right? We understand like the psychological roots of it and how it can, ha- the consequences it can have on your, uh, on on you as a person and, yeah, and your particularly life. your potential right and your what potential. you can accomplish in the future mm-hmm. and and then of course some of the methods that you can that you can use to get over it specifically surrounding eq and we'll have more information maybe some of our sources of uh where we got our information in our show notes yep and and look up for videos and clips on Instagram and LinkedIn, YouTube. Um, I took a risk on the sweater. I'm really scared you guys won't like it. Um, and uh, I love the sweater, man. I love. The thank you, thank it you. I wore it because, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm really worried about what people think about this sweater. But I've over, I'm, I'm overcoming that fear as we speak. So, um, but no, really, it's it's a topic that's close to our heart and something that people struggle with, but don't talk about enough. So uh, we hope that you guys found some, some valuable nuggets from this episode. And, um, you know, we are invested in all of our listeners overcoming their fears of people's opinion as we go on our own journey of trying to overcome this fear and we can do it together. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Emotional Intelligence Podcast. We hope you found it informative and enjoyable. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review on your favorite platform. Your feedback helps us improve and reach more people. If you're interested in learning more about the topics we discussed today, be sure to check out the show notes for links and resources. You can find them by visiting our website. And if you have any questions or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us by email at info at emotionalintelligence.com or connect with us on social media by using the links in the show notes. Music